0: For well, it's one, two, three strikes, you're out at the
1: old ball game. Welcome back to Short Hops and Tall Tales, a picture podcast highlighting the weird, funny, and bizarre elements of baseball that make America's pastime special. I'm thrilled to be back once again with Brandon Riddle, ready to talk all things baseball. But this week, with a special Hall of Fame twist... Brandon, what are, what's that all about?
2: Oh, man. So this last week, I think this is yesterday as to when we're recording this, we have new entrants into the Baseball Hall of Fame in Cooperstown. Uh, a lot of these guys are long time common, So we're definitely going to talk a little bit about them. But there's plenty of places to read about them. And then we have the pickle jar. And then the second half is also about the Hall of Fame. But right. it's about the movie fictional ballplayers Hall of Fame. So there are a lot of baseball movies out there because baseball, honestly, is the best and easiest sport to make movies out of. A lot of characters, a lot of good stats out there. So we're going to do our inaugural class. We're going to pick five out of all of the fictional baseball players out there to bring into our Hall of Fame. And it's going to be a glorious mess. Stay tuned. Oh,
1: it's going to be super messy. Um, because we were just thinking, you know, I we we did have the Hall of Fame discussion uh, last season, mm-hmm. uh, if you remember, uh, and there are very few there are very few new names, is what I'm saying. There's Alex Rodriguez, there's David Ortiz, and you can have very
2: lengthy discussions. Which is is a great conversation in itself, but that's rehashed every time. Yeah,
1: ex- exactly. At the same time, you know, the Hall of Fame. I'm a huge baseball history nerd. I mean, clearly, 30 episodes into this, I would hope, you know, (laughs) you are as well, right? I mean, when Uh, we talk
2: about Stan Ross, we have a quote we can change. Yeah,
1: exactly. (laughs) But even there comes a point for everyone, I guess, and I've definitely hit that fairly early this year where I just there's not much more I can say about Barry Bonds, right? There's not much more I can say about those guys who've been on the Hall of Fame ballot for, for years. Scott Rowland obviously deserves (gasps) to be in. And so I think it's, it's going to be a fun day of, of kind of sidestepping those, Mm -hmm. those really common narratives that we're seeing everywhere. As much
2: as we we would love to talk about, because I'm sure we'd love to talk about Barry Bonds and Scott Rowland, and all that, but we're going to have some fun with this one. And, and to start us off, it looks like you have some pickoff trivia for us.
1: I do. I do. So this actually came about uh, actually in researching for this episode. Um, and it's it's fairly straightforward. And it's just a simple question. Brandon, who holds the all time record uh, for Gold Glove Awards in,
2: in MLB history? So, so you know the answer then? I know the answer. OK, so I believe the do most you know the answer, the all time consecutive record. I think that belongs to Greg Maddox. It's some kind of ridiculous in a row. Uh, but then uh-huh. in, like, in like 2001, he got beat out um, or something like that. So he doesn't hold the all-time the the all record. I think he holds consecutive record. Um, so my gut says to say like Ozzy Smith. That's a good gut uh, answer or response. Uh,
1: but I think you should have trusted your gut a little more because it, it is was actually Netflix? is pragmatics. Oh, yeah. oh, I yeah, love the it, Bulldog. Yeah, he actually had uh, 18 Gold Glove Awards at... Pitcher, 18 uh, at the at the position yeah and that's just just i mean it's wild to think about being able to hold down any position for 18 seasons granted pitchers get much, much fewer opportunities right
2: and as, well, at some
1: point impressive
2: and at some point when gold gloves based off your reputation think about rafael palmero for example but in maddox's case like he was gold all the way through yeah um, he's, he's another one of those players where we need to devote the entire episode to. I feel like we're, we're gaining a lot of those players. We need the whole we'll episode. We'll throw him up on the list. <laughs> all right,
1: yeah. <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll add his name on the, uh, on the big list. But as you mentioned at the top of the episode, uh, we're talking all about, real quick, the Veterans Committee inductions uh, that just uh, happened uh, over the last couple of days. So for those of you at home who... <laughs> Uh, might not know how Hall of Fame voting works. Uh, as I or briefly, or yeah, I yeah, there's actually two ways to get into the Hall of Fame. Uh, the first is the ballot process that is uh, every most people are familiar with. Mm-hmm. When a player retires years later, his name, uh, provided he meets a list of other criteria, his name gets added to the Hall of Fame ballot, uh, where baseball writers can vote on them, uh, and if they reach 75, percent uh, they're enshrined in the Hall of Fame. Uh, However, if you uh, return less than 5% of a vote one year uh, or you fail to be uh, enshrined within 10 uh, 10 years on the ballot, uh, you fall off of the ballot entirely. And then your only shot at making the Hall of Fame is through the Veterans Committee. Mm -hmm. Uh, So the Veterans Committee, every three years, they come together and they I think I think it's three years. Uh, they debate a different era of baseball history and whether certain players from that era are deserving of another shot at the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like I said, the era rotates. Uh, and so this year, the Veterans Committee actually, they took a look at players uh, from the golden age of baseball as they, uh, they described it themselves. Um, and they ended up uh, voting in six baseball players.
2: Six well earned, long deserved baseball players, and, and that's, My that's a very,
1: a very good point too. Is is if you're getting voted in on the veterans committee, you've been debated, uh, you know, as, decades. As, for decades because you would have had to go through the process of and, missing out on the first. And first honestly,
2: time. if you've been, you know, debated for decades, you're beyond the hall of very good. You're at least in the hall of very, very excellence, which should be the hall of fame at that point. The hall of of. Uh, of really really ridiculously good playing
1: yeah (laughs) yeah who did who they uh they they vote in this year i know we were all really really excited uh for buck o'neill finally getting his due and really Mm -hmm. it's 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 i'm gonna be honest it's embarrassing that it's taken this long
2: Absolutely is. Un- unfortunately, he-, he died years ago now. Uh, so yeah. it's it's one of those situations where you would love for the player to be enshrined while they are alive, which seems like an obvious preposition. Exactly. Uh, but that's not always the case with the Hall of Fame. Uh, for whatever yeah. reason, politics, X, Y, Z, they're not always enshrined when they're alive and can enjoy it. Um However, Buck O'Neill is definitely one of those people um, who deserves every inch of real estate in the Hall of Fame.
1: And, and really all of these names that, that we're about to read off that just got inducted, if anything, the hall of fame was lacking credibility without them, right? These, these, you know, how are you going to call yourself? How are you going to call yourself a baseball hall of fame without recognizing Buck O'Neill? Um, who, for those of you who are hearing his name for the first time is, you know, one of the architects and uh, one of the primary ambassadors for Negro league baseball.
2: Oh oh boy. I know we're going to try to keep this short, but if you just read Buck O'Neill's name for the first time, have we got some glorious tales to tell you.
1: Yeah. But a little more about Buck O'Neill, you know, he's an all-star player, a legendary coach of the greatest baseball team of all time, the Kansas city Monarchs, uh, and also made history as the first black coach in the American or national league. Finally, he helped to establish the Negro League Baseball Museum in Kansas City and served mm-hmm. as its chairman until he died at 94 in 2006. A just just an amazing, amazing life. Uh, and truly, baseball would be a radically different sport without Buck O'Neill.
2: Oh, yeah. And of all the people, I think we're going to take the most time, which is hopefully not be too long on Buck O'Neill, uh, just because of the impact he had on baseball. Um so th- when you say the ambassador for baseball that's almost putting it lightly he was he was like the supr- like like the president if you will of Negro League baseball um introducing him to generations afterwards it was right. incredible what this man was able to do um there's a great book out there called The Soul of Baseball by Joe Posnanski um it, it's Joe who's a great sports writer and buck traveling across the country promoting Negro League baseball and history um if you want to no more buck I strongly suggest checking that book out because it is a glorious read about the history and passion, the people of baseball. Of um, course. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. up next, um, the next person enshrined was Minnie Maniosa. Um, he is another wonderful character of baseball that, in fact, played in five different decades in professional baseball. Uh, not just in think about. Just, oh, just, just,
1: just take a second and think to play in five 50 different years. decades.
2: That's, 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 that's whole
1: me. generations. That's, yeah, like, I mean, like, can you imagine saying like, oh, yeah, like my grandfather told me stories about, I don't know, Juan Soto, <laughs> you know, like, or, or, you know, and then I saw him play, right? Like, yeah, like three generations of, yeah. of mini Minoso, like. like or, the, the, or,
2: who, I mean, the Julio Freco, but friend. in the Hall of Fame now. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Yes. So, so five different decades in many different uh, countries because this guy loved baseball, but unfortunately, due to the time he was born, wasn't allowed to play Major League Baseball when he first started playing. Uh, so he became the first Black Cuban player in MLB history, and then he later became a White Sox legend, uh, becoming a 13-time All Star. Um, he's the fifth uh, ranked in the White Sox franchise history in WAR. And over 20 years, nearly hit 300. It's like, this guy was incredible. Um, he actually started uh, in Cuba at a very young age. He was a ca- catcher, as a matter of fact, until really? he was playing and his uh, mother watched him play. And the batter swung hard and over swung too much hit him in the back of his head. And oh, so no. uh, Minnie's mom said, no, that's, that's not happening anymore. <laughs> you can't be catcher. So he moved right. out to be a pitcher. And in this first start, a month after his mom died, he pitched a no no. So, wow. like, this guy yeah. was born to be a ball player and absolutely loved it. That's so, remarkable. Hall of Fame, That's,
1: if I'm being honest, I didn't realize he wasn't in the Hall of Fame until a couple of years ago. Cause I, I just, I grew up, you know, like, yep. I, I assumed he was, you know, like, it, right. there's just some players like that. Uh, like uh, Don Newcomb, who we mentioned a couple... You yeah, know, I, I think I mentioned films. him. I,
2: I think in his bio, I called him Hall of Famer because I just assumed yeah. he was in the Hall of Fame.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it's ridiculous. And that's, that's the thing is, it's great that the veterans committee is finally giving these, these people the shine they deserve, but it's also so absurd and, it's and honestly embarrassing that it's taken this long. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, and really quick. Ago,
2: luckily, l- luckily, uh, many, unfortunately like Buck, uh, was still alive when he got this call. And so you can yeah. go see a video of him taking the call and just being happy yeah. and then having his moments. So those are like, get these guys in while they're still around guys. It, it means so much to everyone.
1: Those those baseball videos, uh, th- that's like the equivalent of of like eye bleach or, or like the puppy videos, you know. Right? It's oh, just like seeing yeah. seeing guys like just kind of like these old, you know, huge guy, you know men just kind of like collapse into right emotions down is, after is everything
2: in their life incredible. they've worked for is yeah in, 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 yeah. yeah it's incredible.
1: But uh, anyway, onto onto a Dodger legend. Uh, about time we started talking uh, about the Dodgers uh, on this podcast. <laughs> it's been a whole two minutes. Uh, Gil Hodges. Uh, Another player that I honestly just assumed he was in the Hall of Fame until uh, very recently, but just a remarkable career over 18 seasons, including 16 with the Dodgers before playing his final two with the Mets. Eight time all star, uh, one of the most prolific power hitters of his generation, Mm -hmm. and he tallied at least 20 home runs over 10 straight years from 1949 to 59, which was second only to Duke Snyder during this period in all of Major League Baseball.
2: And keep in mind, twenty home runs in the fifties wasn't like twenty home runs in twenty fifteen. There's a little different. And
1: that's a minimum. He clocks. He 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 checked in at forty a couple times. Like he Ooh. cleared thirty. Like like I yeah, it's at least twenty, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I just got it. Yeah, and then he ends up leading. Uh, you know, everyone but his own teammate in in home runs and RBIs. And I just I think it's laughable when you get those stories where it's like, of course, it's the one guy on my team I'm competing with, right? Um, yeah. He was a champion uh, the first time the Dodgers won the World Series in 1955. And then won actually when they moved to Los Angeles in 1959, uh, winning in Brooklyn and Los Angeles, which was really cool. Retired with more home runs than any right handed batter in MLB That's... history after Jimmy Fox and Willie Mays. Wow. Just as a player, he just gets glossed over. And it's it's of course, you know, you know it's it's incredible what he's accomplished. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. you talk about his managing career led the Mets to the sixty nine championship. The Miracle uh, Mets. Miracle Mets. You just there's there's entire an entire generation of baseball with its it's like, with how, Gil Hodges fingerprints. How is it. he not in the Hall of Fame? <laughs> it's it's weird. It's just Overdue. really weird. And, Overdue. And, and it's and that's a lot of these guys, you know, that take forever to enter the Hall of Fame or are still struggling to get in, a lot of it you can chalk up to politics and baseball writers <sighs> Being baseball petty, writers unfortunately. yeah you know just be you know and there's there's uh we'll talk about him a little bit but dick allen who did not make the hall of fame this year which is just absurd uh, um and he's another I, guy
2: I assumed was in the hall of fame already
1: he should be but he had a very strained relationship with the media during his career and it's it's really had unfortunately an impact on his on his hall of fame bid which it shouldn't But anyway, Gil Hodges just left a lasting baseball legacy all over the country, New York and Los Angeles.
2: Tony Oliva. Tony Oliva is up next. Nice segue. So, uh, (laughs) Tony, uh, we're going to sound like a broken record. I uh, assumed he was in the Hall of Fame. No. Uh, So, Tony Oliva, 15 years in Minnesota, Uh, he turned out to be an eight time All Star, Rookie of the Year, uh, came in second place for MVP twice three times the batting champ of the American league and hit over 300 for his, his career. That's absolutely insane. Uh, That's so pretty good. <laughs> I mean, it, it seems like at least an A minus good. career. <laughs> That's incredible.
1: 15 yes. years and you, you end up years. with a slash line of 304, 353 and 476. Which it's is just good. incredible. Like, like to hit 300 for one season. Of course, this is in a different era when, you know, people, you know, benchmarks are a little different sure but just to hit 300 for one season is a huge accomplishment to do it for 15 years as hall of fame folks that's why he's in there that's why yeah and it's ridiculous to see these stats and see all of the Mm -hmm. accomplishments that these players have and you're just what what were we doing fellas you know or you know what was the hall of fame doing and it's it's it i can kind of see how tony oliva gets passed over because his prime was shortened by that knee injury. Yeah, he
2: doesn't have the gaudy numbers, but yeah, he has the consistent greatness.
1: And when he was, you know, his peak was incredible.
2: Yeah, you know, and his longevity as well—fifteen years, absolutely.
1: I'm, I'm very without opening a whole can of worms since we, we we're already uh, right. going pretty deep here. I am very much in favor of memorial or not memorial, but celebrating those players that that hit like you know the high high peaks. Um, you know, oh, even if they that. only were for
2: on. a couple, you know, like, come on, like, come on like, Brady Anderson, come on in here. I'm,
1: yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> like all those players that only maybe didn't have a very lengthy career, but just did something that no one else could do. You know, for for a couple over a couple seasons, like I, like,
2: yeah, those fireworks the, players.
1: Exactly. Anyway, Jim Cott. <laughs> the segues yes. are coming hard and fast uh jim Cott spent 25 seasons pitching uh in the major leagues 15 of them with the twins and was one of those guys who was just never really bad <laughs> he was no. very very consistent for 25 years uh, yeah he compiled a lot of his stats but he was just a very solid guy you could rely on
2: i mean i I feel you had something to say i i i I did because i feel like at 25 years especially for a pitcher it's not compiling you're just showing up and getting the job done for 25 straight years as a pitcher again incredible
1: i don't mean to say that is like
2: oh i I get it it i told him to get it you
1: know 25 seasons as a professional athlete yeah you that's and incredible, it's, regardless. It, it is
2: very easy to overlook because he doesn't have the ERA yeah. of two point one though the 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 K's of, yeah. you know, Bob Feller, if you will. But yeah. man, twenty five years he's like, sounds like thing like to
1: me. The opposite of Sandy Koufax, right? Where Sandy oh. Sandy played ten <laughs> seasons and, and just, you know, was the nasty, <laughs> yeah. you know, just just hit a whole nother level where Jim Cott very good for 25 seasons you know he never hit those those superstar heights but he was an all-star three times another great fielder 16 gold gloves at oh. pitcher uh which is actually what inspired the original question because i was like how mm. does he not have the most in in history at Maddox, uh, and he won a yeah. world series so shout out to jim cot congratulations Absolutely. on the hall of fame uh and then finally we've got bud fowler who uh i had never heard of bud fowler before if we're being if i'm being honest <laughs>
2: Oh, that's completely fair uh, because Bud Bud Fowler is honestly one of the true pioneers of baseball. And by pioneer, I don't mean he was like, you know, a ball player in the 20s or the 30s. The man was born in 1858. Right. Um, (laughs) So he he was one of the first real ball players out there. And he was actually considered the first black player in organized pro baseball. And he had a 10-year career. So not only was he a pioneer, he was a pioneer of black baseball. Uh, and he played on the all-white pro team when he was 14 years old. Growing up in the middle of the 1800s, I can't. So imagine So th- there's so many obstacles to navigate in that situation, and turned out to be one of the best second basemen and just infields of his of his era. So yeah, it's it, amazing what this what this man pr- provided.
1: When I was researching Bud Fowler's career, mm-hmm. uh, it was you know it, it's. It's wild to just read about, you know, all of all of the the prejudices that he had to put up with because he bounced around all over the country playing baseball. Yeah, I mean, and he was amazing.
2: Is, so to think about he, prejudices for a moment, Bud was well alive into his life when the Civil War happens.
1: Yeah. And it's 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 incredible. And, and you hear about Jackie Robinson. You hear even about Moses Fleetwood Walker. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's you know, there's. There's a lot more names out there, right, that, that people need to learn. Um, and then finally, we did touch on it briefly, but Dick Allen missed enshrinement in the Hall of Fame by a single vote. Single uh, votes. My goodness. Is in,
2: there a recount we can, we can if do? I'm,
1: correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe last time the Veterans Committee f- met for this era, he also missed by a single vote. Um, and... It's it's brutal. He arguably had a better playing career than anyone on this list uh, that we we've just walked oh, through. That's fair. Um, you know, seven time All Star. He won the MVP in, in nineteen seventy two. Uh, 351 home runs, a career on uh, adjusted OPS of 156.
2: Wait, wait, wait. Got, l- l- let's pause on that for a moment. Career 156 OPS plus, which means in in theory, which I know this isn't exactly how it works, but in theory, roughly. like 56 yeah. percent better than his peers throughout his career, roughly. Wh- wh- which had, even if it's yeah. roughly, that's insane. And and
1: he had 58.7 uh, wins Ooh. above replacement.
2: My and goodness, that's more
1: than anyone else enshrined this season, and it's a travesty that he's not been inducted. Um, and Truly. like I said, he he did have a tumultuous career uh, because he he did clash with with reporters, with the media, uh,
2: with yeah. With but this was de- dec- decades ago. At this point, like this, this should be well past that. And come on, in, Dick, Dick Allen you belong here. I mean 1972 in the grand scheme of things not that long ago but no.
1: Yeah, next chance is in, is is in 2026 which is just absurd. It's yeah. it's 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 too long. Gotta do be- baseball's just got to do better. You know, the Hall of Fame has, you know, it's 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 ridiculous. Uh-huh. He he they're just continuing are continuing continuing to do Dick Allen a disservice. Uh,
2: so so yes, Dick Allen needs to come in, but we do have these other individuals that came in and are finally enshrined the Town exactly. overdue, but better late than never.
1: It's it's overdue, but we do have something to celebrate at least for these uh these other six players. And I'm gonna I'm gonna put it out there. I think I think Dick Allen's Allen's getting in next time because if not, I. Oh, I don't think you can have a Hall of Fame like like fundamentally, you know, it's just we're mm-hmm. going to we're going to pull up to, to Cooperstown and, and uh, we're going to have some conversations. But anyway, on that note, we will be back uh, shortly right after a message from our sponsors. All right. So now that we've got the uh, the proper Hall of Fame discussion out of the way, as it were, it's time to get weird and it's time to get messy, as as we love to do here on Short Hops and Tall Tales, kicking off with the inaugural fictional Hall of Fame, uh, selecting uh, the first class of players from uh, baseball movie history uh, to be enshrined in our own personal short hops and tall tales hall of fame. Oh goodness. I'm nervous. Are you nervous? I feel like this is no, a, lot yeah, of, this, a lot of this pressure, is a lot difficult. of responsibility.
2: We have a, a lot of people to sift through. People are going to um, get mad. We, we can honestly do this in three or six hours, uh, but we're going to try to whittle us down
0: yeah.
1: real fast. We've
2: got, so, so we've got, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. <laughs> oh no, by all, by all means, Noah, you got this.
1: I was just so excited to talk about to, to talk about uh our, our guys. Um so we're going to and we do have many guys to get through. Uh we're going to be narrowing down a list of 18 candidates. Oh boy. Uh to just five unanimous decisions.
2: Five. Five. That
1: we have to both uh, we both got to agree. So I hope you like uh uh I don't want to spoil the the names we've got here. So we'll we'll, well, we'll keep I those mean- under
2: wraps. So in in the actual Hall of Fame conversation we just had, we, we took we took a hot second for each player because they all deserve it. Um, in this case, we're not going to take a hot rapid second. Fire. We're just we're just going to rapid fire it. And at the end, we'll have a conversation as to who Noah's five are, who my five are. And then we'll have the debate as to who is the five we let in.
1: There we go. And of course, uh, in the in the vein of short hops and tall tales love for baseball history, our five uh uh, our five unanimous uh, decisions mirror the f- original Hall of Fame class of Ty Cobb, Walter Johnson, Chrissy Mathewson, Honest Wagner, and Babe greatness. Ruth.
2: Absolute I greatness. think we can, we can outdo those it.
1: five guys. We got this. All right. Uh, I can kick things off, I guess. We're doing this alphabetically. Sure. Let's with do the it. The big guy, Pedro Serrano, uh, from uh, out of Cleveland, from the film Major League. Uh, for those of you who haven't seen the film... Uh, or need a refresher, uh, Pedro
2: Serrano. Uh, okay, wait, wait. At, at this point, if you're listening to this podcast and haven't watched Major League, what are you doing? <laughs> like, yeah, honestly, like uh, any of these films, Major League, Bull Durham, you, the Feel of Dreams, you just uh, you just go get, watch. We get kind of weird. Movie. Yeah, and that's, we do.
1: that's honestly- do. We have we have
2: some niche films we in here, but the, weeds. the big ones, yeah. the big ones. Yeah. I feel. It's you do as a baseball fan to go watch. These I films.
1: was I was a little taken aback with the passion from behind that, but I 100 agree. You got to watch Major League; it's so good. <laughs> um, anyway, Pedro Serrano. Uh, if you haven't seen it, here's which uh, here's what you need to know. He's got massive power, but he cannot hit a curveball. Um, he did end up uh, coming through in a clutch. Do we want to spoiler alert some of these? Like it's major okay. league
2: guys it, it's been around for decades go watch it we're gonna spoil things let's go
1: exactly you know what okay um he did end up coming around to hit that that curveball for a clutch two home run, two run <laughs> homer in the playoff game against the yankees uh and now here's what we didn't talk about the at the start of the segment brandon actually painstakingly came up with oh some goodness. incredibly scientific player comparisons to the actual to actual mlb players I'm sure they will be completely accurate. So who who do you have for Pedro Serrano?
2: So for Pedro Serrano, his comps. So we only have single season stats for Pedro here. Uh, So his single season stats um, are equivalent roughly to 1948 Johnny Mize, Hall of Famer, 289 average and 40 home runs.
1: Uh, I don't so, believe that, that you can hit 40 home runs without being able to hit a curveball.
2: But <laughs> Well, uh, one, of my, one of my favorite quotes I got to say is the Major League is, um, are you saying Jesus Christ can't hit a curveball? <laughs> I, I love that quote. Uh, so, so, so Pedro in his, one, in his season that we saw hit 289 with 39 home runs. So Johnny Mize is right up there. And then the other comp is 1996 Rafael Palmeiro hit 289. <laughs> 39 home runs. So, pretty close to each other, right there. That's some good company to be in. I
1: just love that we're comparing a fictional Pedro Serrano oh, we got to it. 1996 Rafael Palmeiro. Like, this is so. We got it, it. I, it's going to get weird. Anyway, uh, we, we got to keep it rolling. Crash Davis.
2: Or, um, Crash Davis is, of course, from. The movie Bull Durham. Uh, the Durham Bulls, I, I think they're a minor league team in North Carolina, I want to say. Uh, yeah. But in any case, Crash Davis came over in this movie to really teach um, Duke LaRouche, who we'll talk about later on, how to how to throw. Uh, but he was a 12-year minor league baseball player vets who, at this point, had seen some time. He's been around the block, and he actually, at some point in the movie, held the record for most minor league home runs. So, of right. course, who, who are we comparing him to? Mike Hesman, who currently holds the most all time minor league home runs with 433. Yeah. Will he Davis make it to the, the Hall hit. of Fame? Stay tuned.
1: <laughs> the Major League Hall of Fame? Maybe not. The Minor League Hall of Fame? I think oh. he's a shoe in. <laughs> on to Jack Elliott of the Chunichi Dragons from one of <laughs> the most slept on baseball movies, in, uh, in my opinion, Mr. Fair. Baseball. Now, Think of Jack Elliott. He's an aging MLB superstar, and he's been supplanted by a rookie Frank Thomas at first base. Uh, Frank Thomas in a Yankees uniform, uh, you know, behind the scenes. Yeah. He was a stand-in for this this phenom that's taking his job, right? But to see Frank Thomas in a Yankee uniform at the start of that nope. film is really nope. weird. But anyway, uh, they do let us know that Jack Elliott was a one-time World Series MVP, uh, but he ends up getting traded to the Chunichi Dragons of uh, Japan's Nippon Professional Baseball League uh, because nobody else wants him. Um, so he got he gets traded to Japan uh, and he ends up uh, embarking on a journey where he learns all about teamwork and the value of hard work and becomes friends with not Pedro Serrano, uh, mm-hmm. but actually his actor, Dennis Haysbert, in a different role. Um and he ends up putting it, things together on the field to lead the dragons to a pennant.
2: Woo. Happy ending.
1: I think, I think that's hard because he's all we have to go on is he won a world series MVP and he used to be a player. He used to be a, 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 a good player anyway.
2: All right. So now we're going to get more into um rapid fire. Like we were talking about rapid fire. <laughs>
1: we, we immediately just, just we talk we immediately about all all these guys. back on our
2: words. Right. Uh, <laughs> Next, we have the ghost of Shoeless Joe Jackson from a movie I just watched on the airplane, Field of Dreams. Um, he shouldn't count for Hall of Fame because he's already a real person. Come on. Okay,
1: no, 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 no. But here's here's the gray area. It's Shoeless Joe
2: as a ghost, so it's a ghost. He's in addition to his Hall of Fame career. No no, 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 he doesn't add. He doesn't compile more stats after but he's a, a ghost. No, was listen. he banished? He doesn't add more stats in Major League Baseball after he's a ghost. He compiles sure. more stats within the scrimmages he does oh, sure. on this cornfield yeah, sure. in Iowa.
1: Sure, but what I'm saying, what I'm saying uh, here is he doesn't need to compile more stats cuz he's already a Hall of Famer. What he needs to do is get through is, – is the Hall of Fame a till death do us part type deal where, like, he died and so his banishment is lifted? And so I mean, the that's ghost a good of point because it, it's a lifetime eligible.
2: punishment. So Pete it Rose, what do you have to say? So um, Shoeless Joe can't point. make it. That's a good I point. I the ghost of Shoeless Joe Oh, be my eligible. goodness. I,
1: I, I didn't consider this. Onto right. the ghost of Moonlight Graham. Let's do it. I'm oh, going to go on. with no. <laughs> no was, yeah. Just I know we said we are going to save our judgment, but really he no. he had the uh, one at bat and he hit a sack fly. Not great, but it was and, really cool and, how
0: and, he
2: healed. And that was in the movie. In real life, he yeah. didn't even get to bat. So in the movie, he exactly. got a single bat. All right. Yeah. Willie Mays Hayes, Major League. Super fast guy, blinding speed. Um, not a great bat. However, 80-grade <laughs> personality. Come on, Wesley Snipes. He, he's grade. just an incredible... Uh, Guy. Uh so that the was- comps. So in the oh, season we saw, he had 289, 49 stolen bases, and 67 RBI. So who does he line up with in the real world? Oh, 1906, Sherry McGee <laughs> of the Phillies. That's course. right. Sherry McGee of the Phillies. Why didn't we think of that? Because he hit- of course,
1: of course, a young
2: Wesley Snipes <laughs> draws
1: comparisons to a guy from 1906. <laughs>
2: Whose name is McGee. <laughs> whose name is Sherry McGee. But but to be fair, McGee of <laughs> the Phillies did hit 282, 49 stolen bases with 67 yeah. RBIs. So basically the exact same season that Willie Mays Hayes had. Where um, do you find these guys? <laughs> oh, it gets better. Because about s- seven decades later, we get a comp of Hall of Famer Joe Morgan, who hit 293, sure. 58 stolen bases and 67, again, RBIs. So there's, you know... That was a good season. If he can keep that for a career, that's a Hall of Fame career. I'm sorry. I gotta. I just before we move on, I gotta disagree
1: strongly that Willie Mays Hayes, based on what we saw on screen, <laughs> there's no way. There's no way that Willie Mays Hayes can hit near 300. <laughs> Could he steal 60 60 bags? Of course, but no <laughs> I mean, way. Three times. Joe Morgan, get out of here. Try like like uh uh Terrence Gore. Um. Okay. Oh, nice. Onto onto Dottie Hinson. Uh, nice. because you can't talk about great baseball movies without talking about uh, a league of their own and the Rockford Peach herself. Uh, in my notes here, I just have Five Tool Monster behind the plate. That's all you need to know. Dottie Hinson was the, the like, just dominated throughout yep. throughout the, the film, throughout that league. Uh, she was
2: like the Joe Maurer of the league.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, and it, it was wild because she... like her sister was incredibly talented too, (laughs) but she wasn't, she wasn't Dottie. You know, it's, it's like how many, how many of those. That's the premise of the film. She wasn't Dottie. It's like, that's like Corey and Kyle Seeger,
2: you know, Mm -hmm. and uh, who who was she based
1: on though? Uh, Dorothy (laughs) Kamen Oh, nice. How how does she do? (laughs) Uh, so yeah. So for those of you that don't know, it is, it is roughly a league of their own is roughly based on a true story. Um, and Dorothy Kamencheck, uh was uh, an incredible player, uh, hitting 345 with 34 runs batted in ni- in uh, uh, that, excuse me in 1951, um, just an absolute uh, monster. Uh, yeah, for for the Rockford Peaches. Uh, and speaking of monsters, um,
2: Ooh,
1: we've I feel like we should,
2: we should we should have the segue. Uh, I, I I can't do it, but I'm going to do it anyway. Do, do it. Do. <laughs> okay, Noah? I understood it. I understood it. <laughs> so, 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 those of you know, I know, you guys are on the podcast, but we're on the video chat with Noah. His face was blank. He had no idea what <laughs> I was doing. That's of course a theme to the natural, who is Roy Hobbs on the New York Knights. <laughs> So Roy Hobbs, uh, he had a great promising career as a pitcher. He struck out Babe Ruth while on a train. But, but then, of course, he was shot and came back. to hit the later on. Um, and he was a great slugger because he had the bat that was struck by lightning from a tree that he carved out into a bat. Um, but of course he got started in his major league career way too late to become a hall of famer. Um, so the best comp I have for him is Rick Ankiel. He was a great, who, who could have been a great pitcher so flamethrower, and then became a slugger later on.
1: And that's, that's nothing to take away from Rick
2: Ankiel at all. No. Because
1: that's, in, he's had an, inc- he had an incredible career. No, it's but Roy Hobbs the is natural such a, Roy Hobbs is such a broken, like, 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 he he's he's like a Mary Sue... I, I, oh, in, are we getting into in the character of clause of the Hall of, of Fame now? <laughs> no, I'm not talking about character. I just mean he's broken in the sense that the guy hits home runs literally to like you know 600 feet in the air. He he oh. he's he's like I have in the notes. He's less impressive now that Shohei exists because he's basically oh, wait, Shohei. wait wait, Otani. wait wait
2: wait. Everyone, including Babe Ruth, is less impressive now that Shohei exists.
1: Yeah. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. But Roy Hobbs. So speak, like, speak, I,
2: and then speaking of greatest of all time, who we got next? Okay, okay. Um, <laughs> anyway,
1: we've got we've got Michael Jordan uh, of of uh, you might know him from from uh, a famous baseball movie Space Jam, uh, in which a struggling basketball player uh, rises through the ranks of the minor leagues to eventually Bingo. learn how to almost hit a curveball. Uh, Michael Jordan, sorry, he's not going to be on my on my Hall
2: of Fame nope, ballot. No, nope. Great great he, cameo, though. I mean, he, he knew his pitch was coming, and he missed it. Yeah. They, that's, they all, that's all him. we can say. Um, all up right. next, we got uh, Nuke LaRouche, who we talked about earlier with the Durham Bulls. Um, he had a million-dollar arm but a five-cent head. Uh, so you get the head cases on the bounds with great arms. You're... Either you know destined for greatness or doomed for failure, Um, but you know with the help of Crash Davis, he became a pretty good starting pitcher by midseason and was called up to the majors. Yeah, Um, I mean, but yeah, we we don't really know how his career panned out, but we do know he was based off of, which is Steve Dalkowski. He had a legendary fastball in the White Sox minor leagues and the seventies. He struck out over thirteen hundred batters in his minor league career. Wow, but he never saw the majors, and it's so it's, that's, that's iffy,
1: <laughs> and that's most of these. I mean, what are we arguing? We, we talking about here? We're we're trying to extrapolate, you know, from from an hour and a half to two hours <laughs> yeah, of film. From, like, the three bats players, we right? See. Like this is just so impossible. But uh one excellent nickname too. I mean, you nailed it. Just. Threw harder mm-hmm. than anyone, and once he finally got locked in, I, I assumed that the sky was the limit. Um, now, we're going to talk about... Uh, we're going to drop the, the age here a little bit uh, with little Kelly Leak. Kelly Leak from the Bad News Bears. Uh, uh, literally a child. Um, <laughs> <laughs> literally a child. I don't I don't think you can put a child in the Hall of Fame.
2: But, <laughs> but um, in, in the league, she hit 841. That's worth a consideration, she, right?
1: yeah 841 with the bears it's pretty good i guess um and, you know he he was just in a league of his yeah. own on on offense on defense By i sure. reiterate literally a child uh also okay not a great I, I i thought i think kelly leak is just such a phenomenal <laughs> character uh because everyone kind of knew that kid in baseball who was just oh you're just just way better than everyone else and we're like yeah. 12 right you know like um <laughs> anyway uh hit us with a great baseball name
2: Oh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we got Steve Nebraska from the movie The Scouts. Now, who is Steve Nebraska? Who is Steve played by? Noah, who's Steve played by? Brandon Fraser. I think that's Brandon enough. That's enough for Frazier. me. already. Yeah. Right there. Right there. Uh, but we do need to emphasize a couple of things. He struck out Keith Hernandez, you know, of uh, the Loogie with a hundred and nine mile per hour fastball. And and got a homer as well on the same day.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I, I. So the scout is a pretty niche film. Um, and I personally, to be honest, I haven't seen it myself. Um, but Steve Nebraska, I, I, I didn't know Brandon Fraser played a ball player, and so I looked it up. And so I guess, I guess Steve Nebraska is up there with Roy Hobbs in terms of power level because he pretty much. So he goes to this Mm -hmm. MLB tryout and strikes out Keith Hernandez. Uh. Almost hitting 110 miles an hour. Sure. Why not? Ooh. And then, you know, he homers off of uh, Prime Brett Saberhagen at, you know, at the same tryout. And it's like everyone wants to sign no. him suddenly.
2: Now, I, I do need to speak up for Brandon's everywhere. There's a difference between the Brandon and the Brendan. <laughs> that's, 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 it's a Brandon, a Brandon a, uh, the Brandon, the Brandon, and the Brandon. There's a whole spectrum here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Have you ever met like, a Brandon
2: the, like, like, no, oh, that's no. those don't exist. That sounds like Eastern European. We don't play abandoned. that game here. <laughs> uh, no. Uh, so he, he he had a, a what seems like a, a great tryout, a great couple of starts, and who knows what this career could start as. But honestly, he pitched a perfect game on on eighty one strikes and hit two home runs in the World Series. So that in itself is hall of fame worthy.
1: Yeah, the film uh, once again to spoil it. The film uh, finishes with with Steve Nebraska, which I can't get over his Hannah Montana esque right. nickname, um, throwing a perfect game, striking out 27 batters Ooh. on three strikes each. So never throwing a ball once, uh, never, never getting a two strike foul ball. He, he just 81 strikes, sit him up, sit him down. And then he hits the only two home runs or scores the only two runs with with two solo shots. Oh, it's the World Series also for the Yankees. Like, it's somebody came up with this in their backyard, right? All right. Um, What's up next? Anyway, T-Rex Pennebaker, I think the most slept on character, or one of the more slept on fake baseball players out there, from Mr. 3000. He is the hotshot rookie superstar uh, set to, uh, you know, show up – you know, Stan Ross at the start of the film. Um, and he's a supremely talented <laughs> slugger. There's a, a, a clip where it shows his stats in the film and he's hitting 330 with 50 home runs. Sure. It's his rookie season. That's insane. And he's, and he's put up one of the greatest seasons of all time. And somehow, somehow the brewers are still in, in like fifth place. Like, well,
2: I mean, that's <laughs> baseball. That's baseball. I get that. As, baseball, I, I get but that. Like,
1: <laughs> like and and nobody's talking everyone's talking about stan ross getting his his measly you know like you know he's in this comeback right and getting his his 3000th hit when you should be talking about the 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 guy named t-rex who's who's up there hitting 330 with 50 home runs sorry i i I, I said i wouldn't i i just love i love this character i didn't want to keep going but we didn't see the rest of his career so who knows maybe he falls off
2: (laughs) all right ladies and gentlemen Everyone here, uh, it's time to talk about the name that we all want. It's time. It's Benny the Jet Rodriguez. Benny needs no introduction. We know that he conquered the beast. He got in the pickle with a great monster. He defeated him. He hit a ball over the fence of Darth Vader, retrieved the ball, and did all sorts of glorious things, and still made the major leagues. And how did he do in the majors? Well, I'm glad you asked in the one st- uh, stats we have in a single season hit 305 99 runs better in, and 48 stolen bases including wow. home so who are That's... some cops for benny so, the jet rodriguez go ahead so so so
1: i know you're going to rattle off some some ancient players here but when uh-huh. i was growing up watching this this film the sandlot one of my favorite movies ever uh period oh, yeah it growing up watching it as a Dodger fan and watching that end scene where Benny's like going home. So cool. And at the time growing up, like I always kind of compared him to Nomar cause Nomar was on the Dodgers at that point. And you know, he had the average, he had the athleticism, you know, he was, he was so fun to watch. Um, so that when I was like in first grade, that's kind of who I equated Benny the Jet to oh, in my head was, was No Mar Garcia Parra. But I see you have some guys from bat- throwing it right back to the 19th century.
2: Well, so Jenny, uh, Benny was a throwback player. Uh, so some of comps course. we have is um 1896, of course, the classic season we all know about. Um, Kip Selback, who hit 304, 100 RBIs, and 49 stolen bases. Sounds like Benny the Jet. Um, a couple years later, we get 1889 a couple years before, rather, Jim Burns, who hit 304, 97 RBIs, and 56 stolen bases. So okay. a classic throwback player. And, of course, we're going to go even more throwback to a classic player, 1990 Barry Bonds, who hit 301, 114 <laughs> RBIs, and 52 stolen bases. So, ladies and gentlemen, if any of the Jet Rodriguez had a couple <laughs> more biscuits in the morning, he would become Barry Bonds. So, he just compared- right there.
1: You just compared Benny the Jet Rodriguez to two, to, to two players on within that had a century of of <laughs> of, of uh, between them. You compared eighteen ninety six to nineteen ninety. It's not Can me comparing that? them. It's it's the stats.
2: The stats don't lie. You're right. You're right. <laughs> You're right.
1: Um. And then so you know, and it's Benny the Jet. I could I could see it. Uh. And then we've got, of course, I just briefly mentioned him. It's Mister two nine 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 himself uh stan ross from mr 3000 uh who amassed he actually has a ton of of playing data oh available goodness, because he does. of a promotion that actually ran at the time the film was coming out where they made baseball cards of uh of stan ross and the stats on them were absurd so uh of course you know the film's plot is set around him getting his 3000th hit uh, he played mm-hmm. for 18 and a half seasons according to this 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 card right uh, with a, 13, a 314 average, scored 2,021 runs, uh, walked 2,218 oh times, had 1,808 RBIs, stole 504 stolen bases. Literally, Silly. he would be a top Silly. five player of all time. <laughs> yeah, right <laughs> like, there.
2: Like, he doesn't period. need to get in the Hall of Fame with 3,000 hits like the movie like, suggests. He's already there. He's in our sanctum. I mean, Barry Bonds doesn't have 3,000 hits.
1: It's so funny to me because because I feel like there's there's really no in between when you're writing a baseball film and you, you got to fill out the scoreboard with a stat sheet. You're either Barry ba- Barry Bonds plus you know Shohei Otani or you're just I don't know uh, right you know but uh, Mario Mendoza.
2: <laughs> what what are some re- real world comps to him?
1: Okay, real world comps to uh, Stan Ross. Uh, I see you have Ichiro here. I do. Um, which. It, I, I can kind of see it because in the film, he's build is is like a uh, you know the, the slap hitting kind of like contact classic uh, archetype. And Ichiro definitely definitely was that guy. Um, average you know grades out very similarly three fourteen for for Ross to Ichiro's three eleven. Um, it's so ridiculous. They're like, yeah, this guy hit better than Ichiro for almost twenty years. Yeah, sure. <laughs> also, his teammate is having the greatest season for a rookie of all time. <laughs> like, sure. <laughs> and they're fifth at the same place. time.
0: But,
1: yeah. Um, and, and OK, yeah. so I know I know we got to move on. I, I know. And I'm sorry. But uh, as we get down here, I'd like to point out how absurd the plot of Mr. 3000 is in the sense yeah. that this whole time, most baseball films, you're fighting for the pennant. You're fighting for a wild card. You're fighting for a playoff spot. The Brewers are fighting to just not be in the doghouse. It's it's really funny because I hadn't. I, it, I just. It's a really fun movie, it. though.
2: I really do oh, enjoy oh, Mr. Three Thousand.
1: <laughs> it is it is a top a top three to five Ooh, baseball nice. film for me. It's it's so slept on. Uh, Bernie Mac is at his, is <sighs> oh, just yeah. amazing, in that
2: and film. Uh, and and uh, speaking of slept on movies, I apologize to everyone. I know. A, a couple of people that listen to this podcast are so <laughs> going to come at me with pitchforks. Yep. I have yep. not seen this next movie. Really? I have not really? seen Rookie okay. of the Year with Henry wow. Rowan Garther. Wow. I've, I've okay. not seen this. I, I, I know of- the deal. He's in a freak accent. He trips on something. And suddenly, this <laughs> little leaguer who's like 12 years old could suddenly throw 100 D miles per hour. Right. It's sure. Great- I yeah. get it. But, but of course, he, 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 he can. Throw really far, throw really hard, high, uh, but he does have a high walk rate um, because he's a child. That's what happens.
1: <laughs> I love I love that that just is a recurring theme. Is like, yeah, this player is good, but he's literally well, a child. He's um. literally eight years old,
2: so I'm not sure what we expect <laughs> out of him.
1: I've a um, little league.
2: So the stats I found of him is he won 11-6 with 3.8 ERA with 159 Ks as a rookie. So I went oh, around man. to find out what other rookies had similar comps. Um, of course, we go to Rick Ankiel. 11 wins, 3.5 ERA, and 194 Ks, which ain't bad.
1: Why is Rick Ankiel just continuing to pop twice, up in the show? Twice this now.
2: I love it. Absurd. We need the episode again to Rick Ankiel. <laughs> oh, we'll do um, it. We'll, we'll do it. All um, right. One um, <laughs> more, which I'm sure some A's fans will like or dislike. Yeah. I don't know. Brett Anderson, 11 wins in his rookie year, 4.06 ERA. 150 k so there we go okay
1: yeah and i i think uh something that definitely is gonna hurt henry rowan gartner's case here besides the fact that he you know is child old enough to drive yeah is the fact he, he is a relief pitcher and uh yeah. historically the hall does not smile uh you know doesn't look very kindly on relievers and that between. said this is our hall so we can we hey. can you know value them however we want uh but yeah I, I i gotta be honest rookie of the year not one of my favorite baseball movies and maybe that's just because i okay. saw it later on you know i was definitely like i said Sam Lot kid um but it's it's cute it's fun i do think that this this that henry needs to you know i don't know maybe mature scope so? out, sco- no i'm just saying he needs to scope out the grass before he goes and runs on it because this dude is tripping all slipping and falling that's all fair. over in that movie um, anyway, uh, we've got two players left, and they're both out of, out of Cleveland. It's Jake Taylor, the third uh, – right? I think the third catcher – yes, third catcher we had got uh, on our ballot today, Jake Taylor uh, from Major League. Um, and he's – just he's the archetypical aging veteran catcher with bad knees. You know, he's grouchy, he's a reluctant leader, uh, he's really trying yeah. to extend his career, but more importantly, I f- he's concerned with being a complete creep to his ex wife.
2: Yeah, I mean, I feel like I should have stepped in here and put other individuals in this spot. For example, we have a mm-hmm. Jack Jack Morris, uh, Jimmy, sorry, Jimmy Morris, as famous in the movie that correction was made. Uh, we have Billy Chappell that could have been made here from, from uh, For the Love of the Game. Um actually Billy Chapel may make the Hall of Fame. We'll talk about that later. But yeah, so Jake and, and Taylor just a solid player. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah.
1: It, that's 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 it. It's it's the film's about him kind of kind of you know, coming to terms with not being great uh-huh. anymore. You know, not you know, just being kind of you know, a role but, guy.
2: Yeah, but um he was never a flash in the pan, unlike yeah. our next player, Rick Wild Thing Vaughn, again from Major League.
1: <laughs> All right, I'm gonna stop you there. Okay. I don't think we can we can determine whether or not Rick uh, Rick Vaughn was a flash in the pan. We saw we saw two seasons if you watched the sequel.
2: Oh uh, yeah, is- Major League two. I actually enjoyed Major League two more than Major League one.
1: It is one of the rare occasions where the sequel is just as good, if not better.
2: Right? Yeah. Uh, so we get it for two seasons, which is more than anyone else on this list. True. So we get him for two seasons. So we know what he's about. He's a high velocity, but he walks a lot of guys. Um, and it turns out he just needs glasses, which is great, until the second movie. <laughs> um, so he, he does lead le- lead his team, well, uh, one of the people that lead his team to a glorious comeback to the world series and all that good stuff. Um so what we have for it, um Rick Wild thing vom besides a glorious walk-up song, um, is some stats for a single season. It's actually not that great. Uh, four point eight ERA, eighty Ks, and thirty seven saves. All right, but but keep in mind, keep in mind, this is the steroid era. Again, four point eight ERA, thirty seven saves, eighty Ks. I, I, even if it's a steroid era, if, I'm like hey, like if we adjust it, it won't look so bad, you know. Okay, so who's <laughs> the cops to to that? Uh, we had twenty sixteen season, John Mar Gomez. Oh, the pirates I've never heard of that, that time. Name before in my life. Yeah, because he had the four point eight ERA with thirty seven saves, right. and then of course two thousand nine, Fernando Rodney, the Rodney Experience, four point four <laughs> ERA, thirty seven saves. So, like you have.
1: You have him in the, the – I see the typo here. It says 2099 yeah. Fernando Rodney, and I'm just imagining if like, a cyborg from, like If anyone can
0: from
2: do From the it.
1: Fernando Rodney experience crossed over with RoboCop, right? Yeah. All right.
2: But up next, yeah. we're going to debates.
1: We've just gone through quite a, an, extensive, an extensive list of 18 candidates. Let's narrow it down to five. My goodness. Uh, how do we want to do this? Do we want to just go – I have four that are locked in.
2: Who are you for? You're who are you for. You want
1: the four? All right. So I've oh, got oh, Roy oh, wait, Hobbs.
2: Okay. Okay. Wait, wait. Okay. Let, let's okay. let's do you one, me one.
1: Okay. So who, I think who that's are you for? I got four
2: locked in as well and argument for okay. five.
1: Okay. So maybe we can come to a consensus on this. Okay. Last maybe. One. So number one, I've got Roy Hobbs. Uh, number however, one, I got. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I, I did think of this. Um, if you take into account uh, playing requirements, he only played one season. So, yeah, Yeah, man. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, only played one season. I'm going to say because it was the greatest season of baseball that universe had ever That's seen. Fair. I'm going to cut him some slack, and I'm going to put him at number one because you can't.
2: Honestly, what we should have done before we did this was put you know classifications down as to what yeah. makes the Hall of Fame.
1: We can do that next year. We can. We, we can next we can,
2: year. Yeah, because yeah. I'm still thinking of like career length. But for yeah, for the sake of today, you got Rory yeah. Hobbs number one. There's going to be got, backlash inevitably, so we'll oh, yes. we'll, we'll we'll come um, back with a second class. Who do you have? Stan Ross. Stan Ross. Stan. Stan the man, Ross. Hall of Fame. Damn shame. <laughs> Stan Ross.
1: <laughs> Hall of Fame. <laughs> Damn shame. Oh, I'm going to watch that movie. movie again tonight. Watch that oh movie, my gosh. Guys. It's glorious. I, I watched it like four days ago and that oh. I want to watch it again because Bernie Mac is it's just so much so fun. great. All right. Who's number oh two? Oh my gosh. Okay. My number two, I've got, it's Dottie. Dottie Hinson. You can't not, not rock with Dottie. Dottie's you know, like, my number two. Yours as well. Look at us. We're, in. we're connecting. Um, <laughs> Cause you can't, you know, Dottie's just the greatest, you know, it's just it's just such a cool story uh mm-hmm. number three i know you've got him i know i have him uh you can you can do the honors with yours because you sure know i have him? the same
2: one yeah I okay i'm gonna him. go for it then yep. uh number three based off the single season stats that we have and the comps pedro serrano really i'm going pedro based off the single season stats that we have for him johnny mize Damn hall me. of famer Raphael palmero could have been hall of famer but you know steroids so oh. i think he gets in there are you? Oh, I disagree. Severely. 289 kind of average, thirty nine home runs. All right, up for a career, right. hall of fame. I'll,
1: I'll give my my guy because it's it's not debatable. It's Benny the Jet, uh, Benny the Jet Rodriguez. I would honestly <laughs> like. He's just so cool. everyone wanted wanted to be that's Benny the Jet. Fair. Everyone wanted a, an older brother like Benny the Jet. Like he's just so cool. Like when he's he's streaking through the streets in that Dodgers jersey, you know, he's hopping fences. They they start playing wipeout over the, you know, oh, that's just so great. All right, so it's, who you got number four? Number four, it's Stan Ross. <laughs> Stan Ross, he's the boss. <laughs> <laughs>
2: okay seriously go watch mr 3000 it's a severely underrated we're gonna, movie
1: we're gonna have like a 20 minute blooper reel from, from this episode i didn't
2: all know right. that was a blooper i thought that was what we were going for
1: oh no i'm here for no, well it's gonna it's this is just like this is macho man randy savage all over again uh, uh okay so just to round up my four again i've got Ho- roy hobbs Dottie hinson benny the jet rodriguez and stan ross uh, my top four, uh, your, uh, your, Stan
2: yeah. Ross, Dudley Hinton, Pedro Serrano, and the before, Steve Nebraska. Steve folks.
1: Nebraska? Okay.
2: 109, Mom fastball, hits a two run home run in the World Series, perfect game in the fall classic. He's okay. got to be ration consideration. I
0: think. Brendan Steve, Frazier?
1: Yeah. Okay. I think Steve Nebraska has a much stronger argument than Pedro Serrano does for now, sure. I,
2: that's fair. Now I, I think I know who you're going for the number five. I think well, I know.
1: Okay, okay. D- my question is, I didn't hear you say Benny the Jet. Is he your number five? <laughs> See, that's
2: oh, we got, I, I, I got I, I, I have an internal, I have internal fight about number five. I don't know who to choose between two players, and it's killing me. I've thought about this for hours now. Okay, okay.
1: Um, <sighs> all right. My number five. I I also in between. Uh, two guys, and I. If you, here's the deal: is if you're you're boiling it down to one season, how do you not go with T. Rex Pennebaker? Three thirty, he hit three thirty, and he cracked fifty home runs. That is objectively yeah. better than yeah. than Pedro Serrano. You know, like like just. <sighs> It is like it, you, in you, you got, okay,
2: okay, all right. So let, let, let's let's backtrack this a little bit. Backtrack okay. this a little bit. Let's look at Pedro and T Rex from a direct standpoint based off the stats we have for them. Okay. So with Pedro, okay, we have we have Taylor tape. We have two eighty nine average, thirty nine home runs, which again lines up with Hall of Fame and Johnny Mize Excellent. and Hall of Fame or potential Hall of Famer, but you know Raphael yeah. Palmero. Whereas with T Rex Pennebaker, Baker, oh, this is a good list too. We have comps of Jimmy Fox. Albert Pornholz, and peak Todd Helton. Um, Peak Todd Helton. 2001 Todd Helton. So I don't – like you can't go wrong either way. But again, 330, 50 home runs. It's just objectively better than Pedro. I'll give you that.
1: Here's here's the deal. Um, Do we know know what position T-Rex played? Uh, T-Rex was a left fielder, and the separator for me is that Pedro Serrano couldn't hit a curveball – T Rex can hit a curve. That is a key skill if you're a Major League yeah, Baseball and, player. And, and I
2: and, will say that T Rex, that was his rookie season. Pedro yeah, is exactly. not a rookie at this point. He, he's point. a he's veteran. So, okay. Okay. I will grant you, I will take out Pedro, even though it pains me. Maybe in the Veterans Committee, will bring him in and put T Rex Pennibaker in well, there.
1: And I'm not even saying that T-Rex is the right answer here. I'm just saying that if we're looking at a single season of of, you know, of just pure hitting, you, it's hard to go a different mm-hmm. direction. Mm-hmm. Jake Taylor. No. Uh, Crash Davis. No. For the minor, leagues, minor league, Sure. By, by definition,
2: yeah. minor league. Yeah. Um, um, and then we' and we'll, get into this oh go for it. like <laughs> it's still we didn't put in Billy Chappell, which who who has 288 wins in his career and in his final start pitches a perfect game. like I, I feel like he needs more due consideration, right. but we'll, but we'll as, next, as we know call. as we know, the Veterans committee is not perfect, nor are right. we. <laughs> so we'll 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 push him aside. Sorry, Kevin Costner. For many reasons. How did we not have a single Kevin Costner? We should have just had Kevin Costner as himself.
1: Well, we have C- Crash <laughs> Davis on here, don't we? Yeah, oh, we have oh, Crash. You're right. You're right. What am yeah, I talking? Yeah, about? We, what am talking I talking about? about. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> all right. So I I think now we're at this point though where we're deciding between it's 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 that, so who, who, that we we agree
2: on Stan Ross. We, we agree, agree on Stan D- Dottie. Dottie. We agree on T Rex. And okay. it's four and five, but we're having our disagreement. Do you want Roy Hobbs in there? I can't imagine a, a world where you don't have Roy Hobbs I, in there. I, like, so, so I feel okay, so we have two positions left, and we have three people in the conversation. I feel we have Roy Hobbs, Benny the Jet Rodriguez. Oh, we have more than three. We have T oh, Rex is already number three. Yeah. So Roy Hobbs, Benny the Jet. And my guy, Steve Nebraska. So three people, two slots. And Again, I, I, re, 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 right, I, I implore you to reread the stats of Steve Nebraska. I'm so, not
1: saying I'm like against Steve Nebraska. I think Steve Nebraska, when you break this down to what we value in a baseball player on this show, oh my which is which is a killer nickname in Brendan Fraser, he's got both tools. That's one and two. Um, everything else is a bonus. And and okay. and, and the fact that he, he literally goes out and pitches and plays the single greatest game ever in the World Series, So yeah, let, let I, me, I'd say okay. he's definitely
2: – Let me ask you this then to, to make it a little easier. Who is 100 percent in the inaugural class? T Rex Pennebaker or Benny the Jet Rodriguez? Oh, Benny the Jet! I Benny the Jet's number four. Over, over. Benny's in. So now, okay, excellent. So, now look, we have the question of T Rex and Roy Hog uh, and uh, Steve Nebraska.
1: Here's my thing: is Sorry. that we're we're at this this we're also at this point where. Mm-hmm. We're kind of we're seeing these trends where we're kind of picking between these pitchers that that also just throw really hard and can't throw strikes. And of that group, you know, you've also I think I think that I don't know. I like I like the wild thing. Like, oh,
2: I just I'm not saying
1: put him in the in the hall. I'm just saying like I'm just trying to. I take there him over is, a nuclear. Is, is, is,
2: I'm in just, no I'm dimension things. does Rick Vaughn make the in. hall of fame over Steve Nebraska.
1: I think he, I'm not saying he should. I'm just saying, like, like it's, I'm just saying, like, between him and Nucleo it's interesting to see. They're kind of the same character, uh, or or similarly. Um, And I think that he should at least deserve a little more, you know, conversation because of that haircut. Anyway, I think
0: think we are between
1: Steve Nebraska or Roy Hobbs. That's who we got. Roy. Uh, my 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 pick is Roy Hobbs because if if so here's the deal Steve Nebraska had a single perfect game Roy Hobbs had a perfect season. You don't know, you, you never, was really good. you've
2: never even seen that movie of uh,
1: with Steve Nebraska. That's true. No, that's true. I, I'm I'm, I'm totally talking talking. Yeah. Okay. So how, right, how, right.
3: How
2: about this? How, how about this? I know the Scout is a niche movie, but I know we have at least a couple listeners out there, maybe a couple dozen. I think you guys come talk to us on Twitter. Let us know who you prefer versus Steve Nebraska and Roy Hobbs. Glorious seasons, glorious games, glorious moments.
1: I wonder. There's no way Roy Hobbs. There's no way Roy Hobbs doesn't demolish Steve Nebraska. No, no, only
2: because (laughs) Roy Hobbs has the classic movie. I not don't get me wrong. I love the natural. Um, I love the soundtrack, who is by I can't remember the same guy who did Toy Story. Uh, but yes.
1: It's It's interesting because they really are so similar, you know. And honestly,
2: I've never heard of the scout before we did the show. I I hadn't seen the movie, but based off what I read, yeah, like man, I I think he deserves. I think he deserves a Hall of Fame call.
1: I I don't know, and that's I don't know how you don't put him in the Hall of Fame for 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 pitching that playing that game. Like like I will give you
2: the legends. Of Roy Hobbs, who struck out Babe but Ruth Roy on three Hobbs, pitches.
1: It, it's it's yeah, the um, bat
2: that was struck by lightning. It was touched like, by the
1: Thor himself. Roy Hobbs is like he, he's an Arthurian legend, right? Absolutely, he's, he's Prometheus in this story. He's <sighs> larger than than the game. He's larger than life. And he's going up against a guy named Steve, a guy named Steve that can Steve throw 109 Nebraska. miles an hour. <laughs> but Roy Hobbs is like everything. Ab- it's it's both guys represent different things that we love about baseball, and it's killing me because Roy Hobbs.
2: Uh, okay, like he's I, just, I, I, he's I feel like asking Twitter is a cop out. We need an answer right now. Um,
1: we can still ask Twitter. They can disagree. We, with us.
2: We we will. Uh, All right, I uh, I haven't seen a scout.
1: Do we summarize these these what we have so far No,
2: we know we already okay. know everyone okay. knows um okay. my my gut my scout instinct tells me the go with, tells me the go with Rory only because i haven't seen the scouts which is incredible okay. that he's in this conversation even though i haven't seen the movie we're gonna watch the scout and
1: then we're gonna talk about it before at the start of the next episode. I'm in. Um, I'm in. And then we can we can that's that's what we'll do. We can we can revisit the Steve Nebraska versus Roy Hobbs debate at the start of next episode. But for now, I think I think I'm giving the edge to to Roy Hobbs.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm taking again about the movie. He just had the aura about He him. literally
1: brought rain down. He he broke the curse of, he, of the, oh the Fisher King. What, in, what, in what the what are the
2: great moments.
1: What are the great moments. Like, like he broke, he shattered clocks. Like just the symbolism. Ugh,
2: I love the natural. Um, so do I. It's it's a really long, kind of boring movie at times, oh. but boy, a great movie. Oh. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. So we've got Roy Hobbs narrowly edging out uh Steve Nebraska. Until oh, we watch, watch that movie. It. We're
3: going
2: well, to Which will be painful because we'll watch the movie and remember, oh, wait, it's Brendan Fraser. Look at him go.
1: <laughs> ah, he's a stud. Yeah. <laughs> so we've got, we've got, okay. So we for sure got Dottie Hinson. Yep. Uh, where did we land on Benny? Was that a, a Benny's go? Or in. No? Benny's, Benny's in. Benny's in. We've got Benny. We've got Stan. Stan Ross. Stan, the man. Uh, we have
2: T Rex. Uh,
1: T. Oh, we we did go with T Rex. Damn, uh-huh. those Brewers. So that, that Brewers team is loaded. It really? Was. That's four, and then five. And our fifth, a, Roy Hobbs of Steve Nebraska. Asterisk. Got Roy yes okay i I think that's a very admirable first class
2: i I'm on board uh Billy chappell I feel he needs to get more consideration again but hey well, no one's perfect thing we're gonna put this out in the world and then
1: so many people are going to tell us what we got wrong and which players we left off and didn't even talk about oh, goodness. we didn't even talk we didn't even talk about I think his name's uh oh the the gary busey and and he's in rookie of the year <laughs> you wouldn't know because you haven't seen <laughs> it uh um, no.
0: <laughs> but I'm but okay there's just that.
1: like all sorts of those side characters that are just great um but uh yeah so we uh we will definitely be revisiting this because i think this would be a cool thing this to was do, fun yeah to do every year these are dumb arguments i love the
2: the, the comps
1: <laughs> oh yeah the this past, guy is totally
2: the passion we had about benny the jets and everything i, mean, this I loved totally
1: it reminds me of what, what kip selbach did in 1896 yeah of course i benny mean the i'm Rodriguez. just saying the stats how don't lie how could you not see it um, yeah, this was fun. I, I enjoyed this one. Um, yeah, that's that's all I got, Brandon. How about how about you? You got any any closing thoughts on our uh, Hall of Fame? I, mean, I
2: still have twenty minutes about Steve Nebraska, but I think we're good right now.
1: <laughs> we'll save that. We'll we'll do a, a Steve Nebraska like uh, a profile next time. Oh, we, we never but, will. That's uh, okay. <laughs> anyway, if you made it through the episode with us, uh, you Kudos. are a brave trooper. We 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 you know wound all over the map today. <laughs> uh anyway if you're still here uh and you like what you hear be sure to follow along with short hops and tall tales on twitter at short follow brandon at bd riddle and myself at noah scott six uh and then subscribe to us on apple podcasts or spotify uh just so you never miss an episode for brandon riddle i'm noah scott and this has been the short hops and tall tales podcast see you next time